We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday, December the 26th, 2022. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. I see Stephen World Jr., Amber Travis, Jeff Gulledge, Travi Wesley, Brennan M., Austin Gregory, John Edward, Babes and Waves, Darren Whitaker. What's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Yes, it is finally game week. I know for many of us, we are very excited after, what, about three or four weeks or so. We're talking some actual football that will be happening on the field of play this Friday as the Gamecocks take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm sure many of you are enjoying a day off today. Hope you had a very very Merry Christmas, by the way. I hope Santa Claus treated you well and you got everything that your heart desired this Christmas. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm very excited to chat with you all here on this Monday. You know, for a split second, I contemplated taking today off because I know normally the day after Christmas, today is a day where most folks kind of mail it in, right? Especially in the corporate world. I mean, I've been there, done that, whatever. This this week in the corporate world between Christmas and New Year's is, is just dead, right? Nobody's doing anything. Nobody wants to be there. And if you are there, it's, it's just kind of going through the motions, get a little New Year's Eve potluck going on and, and just kind of hanging out, whatever. Uh, but yeah, anyways, we are, uh, we're here, we're rocking, we're rolling. I'm excited to chat with you all. For me, it was a no-brainer. I was like, you know what? I am pumped. Uh, of course, you all know my birthday was yesterday. I'm officially 32 years old now. And I thought, what better way? My first full day being 32 do something we love to do, which is chat here on the Daily Crow. Of course, guys, as always, the Daily Crow brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app. Go to PricePicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. You can play anything and everything with our friends at Price Picks, college sports, pro sports, and all that good stuff in between. Of course, guys, they will have prop plays. Let's see if they've got prop plays for the game. Uh, and I'm sure my guys, Chase Floyd and those who actually play on prize picks, I'm sure they're already well aware. But uh, we're going to check here and see if they've already if they've got some prop plays available for the Gamecocks in Notre Dame. I'm sure they do at this point as we get into the week of the game. But again, guys, <clears throat> that's our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to. 
$100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. So it looks like on Price Picks, <clears throat> excuse me, it looks like on Price Picks, they actually do not have anything available. Uh, and I'm assuming the reason they're doing this, I think they're releasing these totals either the day before or the day of the games. Because right now they've got New Mexico State, they've got Bowling Green, but outside of that, they've just got TCU, Michigan, Georgia, and Ohio State, which is the playoff. So um, I think obviously because of opt-outs, because of guys declaring for the draft, I think they're waiting until we get closer to kickoff. Um, I think that's probably a lot of the reason why you're not seeing those prop plays available yet. So anyways, we'll let you guys know what prize picks has got to say, but uh, by all accounts, you know, Spencer Rattler, Antoine Wells, those guys are practicing, those guys are playing. Uh, outside of that, kind of a crapshoot, right? <laughs> we all saw the depth chart that was posted this morning. Uh, Nate Atkins is literally the only tight end listed on the depth chart, which is pretty wild when you think about it. But that is the reality after you lose Austin Stogner, Jaheim Bell, Trey Kenyon, a, a host of others. That's just kind of the reality where you are with that position. So anyways, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Hunter Herlong, my Christmas was great. Had a very Merry Christmas. I was able to spend it with the family, obviously. Um, really do appreciate you guys, your love and support. You know, we got a lot of messages of people gifting the TSUS merch, which was incredible. I know there were many, many more of you, I know for a fact, that did not post anything that also gifted the merch for Christmas. And again, I want to say thank you all so much. You know, I talked uh, about last month and the impact of winning the final two games of the season, right? Because I, I, I've joked for a long time, but... It is serious, right? There, there's nothing. The thing that could help TSUS and could help my business the most is the one thing that is completely out of my control, and that is winning, right? Winning helps business. Not just me, <clears throat> but anyone and everyone around the Columbia area. Guys, you ask any Columbia business. It doesn't matter if it's Brian Glenn over at Village Idiot, if it's the Strauss guys over at uh, Columbia Craft, if it's, if it's anybody in, in Columbia. When the Gamecocks are winning, Business is booming, and that was certainly the case in the month of November. Uh, and I'll tell you guys this, and I want to say thank you so much. I want to say thank you so much because last month, right, last month we had a record-setting month, okay? I mean, by far a record-setting month. I am very proud to say that to this point, <clears throat> through December the 26th, we have officially surpassed November's totals and sales. So uh, we are, we're continuing to set records as we close out the calendar year. I just want to say thank you all so much. The love, the support. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming, truly. It's absolutely incredible. And uh, I, I just, again, I can't say thank you enough. I, I cannot say thank you enough. And from the bottom of my heart, guys, I, I just truly appreciate it. I, mean, I, used to, I used to dream of selling a single T-shirt. I used to dream of, you know what I mean? Just just being able to drive value and, and, and flex my creative muscles a little bit and make an impact in the community. And um, the love and support that we felt is, is, times, is times a thousand, maybe, of what I ever expected, right? You know what I mean? I never put limiting beliefs and expectations, but you guys understand what I'm saying. It's just really, really cool. So, again, I want to say thank you all so much, man, helping us achieve fantastic things. And uh, truly appreciate, again, the love and support. So, Hunter, again, my Christmas was great. Spend it with family. Uh, Santa was good to yours, truly. Got some uh, got some great gifts. My place looks kind of crazy right now because there's stuff everywhere coming home from Christmas, but that is a blessing for sure. So, again, I hope Santa was great to you guys as well, and I appreciate you all tuning in. Amber Travis, how do you think the offense is going to look being Satterfield gone? 
I think they're going to want to do a lot of what they did in the last two games. I, I don't think it's going to look all that much different. I mean, I said that about Loggins, too, when he was hired, that I don't think it's going to be some some massive shift offensively, right, in the sense of, like, we're not going from the triple option to the spread. I, I mean, I think they're going to want to do a lot of what you saw in the last two games. And why wouldn't you, right? It worked well. It worked very, very well. It worked very well. Um, let's see. John Edwards says, I got a Celtic sweatshirt, a Bills sweatshirt, a Tua Dolphin shirt, a couple of die casts, and cash. My God, John Edwards. John Edwards, who are you a fan of? Celtics, Bills, Dolphins, Gamecocks, and Duke is what I know now. So you're a fan of the Bills and the Dolphins. I got to call in Cody Gaskins and P-Dog. I got to call those two gentlemen in because that don't make any sense to me. That That is the most... Re- that is maybe the most random assortment of gifts I've ever heard of. And I'm not hating on you. I'm, I'm giving you kind of props, to be honest with you. Panic Ritter, I am accounted for, my friend. You'll have to handle your, uh, your, 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 dating, your dating life solo, my guy. So I'm accounted for, my guy. You, you'll have to handle that solo. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, my dog. Tinder, Bumble, all that stuff, they exist. So go check it out. <laughs> that all exists, Panic Ritter. That all exists. So, anyways, guys, thank you all so much again for tuning in. Really, really excited to chat today. It is game week. Gamecocks taking on Notre Dame. How are you guys feeling going into game week? I, I feel like because of the delay between the end of the season with the Clem Sucks game and the game this Friday, you know, it's been sort of a lull, if you will. I mean, we've had a lot of things to, which it's so funny. I feel like. Here's what I feel like happens. I feel like in Gamecock social media, especially, and I and I talked about this last week and you know a couple weeks ago. Like I I don't I don't dive into the madness anymore. I, I really just I post in ghost, right? I really try to just post co- great content and let the masses do with it what they will and, and, and stay away from the 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 foolishness, right? That social media can at times provide. But I feel like what happens is, you know, we we are so. We are so high-strung, so emotional when it comes to the Gamecocks. And when we don't have ball to talk about, right, especially like you see it in this couple of weeks' time, but especially you see this over the summer, right, because there's just nothing going on, and people need some sort of avenue, some sort of channel to get out their emotions and their thoughts and their feelings. And that's when you start seeing some of the chaos on social media. That's when you start seeing people go at each other because it's almost like, it's almost like they're so bored, right? And bec- we become so accustomed to this, like, this high-level energy, this craziness, this drama, if you will, that uh, people need some way to get it out. So, I- like I said, I'm-, I'm really happy that, you know, it's been a fun last couple of weeks talking recruiting, talking offensive coordinator, talking transfer portal, talking NIL, but I am so happy that we're actually talking football here on this Monday. And with that being said, guys, you know, we've talked a lot, and I know Travi will get his rocks off hearing this, but we've talked a lot about run game, running the ball, stopping the run, and and certainly that is going to be another key or going to be a key yet again in this one. And this comes courtesy of our friends over at collegefootballnews.com. They released their predictions and their thoughts and their projections, uh, but they released a stat in their game preview that I thought was really Really interesting, right? And the last time I heard a statistic like this or similar to this was when the Gamecocks took on Florida, which kind of makes me shiver just thinking about it. 
here's a no-brainer stat for you. South Carolina is two and three when a 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 Oh, I'm trying to just happen. Okay, apologize to the hackers. I have no idea what just happened there. Uh, anyways, Mellon just did not plan to show up to work today. Remix. Yeah, see, I don't hear the remix. I apologize. Brack, my bad, man. Appreciate you tuning in, my guy. Uh, apologies for the hackers. Anyways, I'm right in the middle of a spiel and craziness goes on. Anyways, anyways, um, our friends over at collegefootballnews.com broke this thing down. And again, we're two and three when allowing over 200 yards rushing, which is really impressive that we've won twice when allowing over 200 yards rushing. But when you take a look at Notre Dame, right, they're without their quarterback, they're without Michael Mayer, the great tight end. Their emphasis is going to be on running the football, right? That's their strength. And what is South Carolina's weakness all throughout the season? It's stopping the run. And you look at Notre Dame, 6-0 and when running for over 150 yards Seven and one when they rush for over 130 yards. So stopping the run yet again is going to be key. And I wonder how much more difficult is that challenge now that a Zach Pickens will not play in the bowl game. A Gilbert Edmond will not play in the bowl game. You now look in the secondary, right? Cam Smith, Darius Rush. Devonnie Reed, R.J. Roderick, of course. Those guys are out. But then you look at the Notre Dame side, right? Their starting quarterback has opted out. Michael Mayer is gone. So they will be lacking that balance they had all throughout the season. So I'm really intrigued to see that matchup. Again, we've preached it all year. Line of scrimmage, run the ball, stop the run. Proof's in the pudding yet again. When Notre Dame can run the football, they have a lot of success. They got a fantastic running back, good offensive line. When they can run the football, they have a lot of success. I would expect Clayton White and company to key in on the running game all day long, but I wonder, does a lack of depth hurt that defensive front with those guys that I mentioned not playing in the bowl game? You look at guys like a Tonka Hemingway and Alex Huntley and MJ Webb. These are guys that are going to have to step up and play really, really good football for you. So excited to see it, man. Uh, again, a- another week. And again, I'm just glad we're talking football, honestly. I'm just glad we're talking football. Uh, really, really excited for it. So, um, seven and one though, when they run for 130, that's not even that much. That's what's crazy. That's not even a lot. 130 yards isn't, isn't a, a, a great total, right? It isn't a great total. Hold on. Is, is, did I miss something on that? Let me see. Let me see something real quick. Let me see. Yeah. Burks needs to have a big game. Yes. Okay. I thought you were saying that he was out of the bowl game. Um, no, Jordan Birch is definitely playing. Yes, Jordan Birch is definitely playing. Anyways, guys, phone lines are open. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Is there an NFL game? I would assume there's an NFL game tonight, right? I would assume, not that I really care. Yeah, Chargers at the Colts tonight at 8-15. DGD says, give me the Gamecocks close. Yes, Rattler is playing. And, uh, you know, I 
I go back and forth on it. Of course, DJ, I will actually lock in my prediction on Wednesday. So we'll have the prediction locked in uh, a day a day earlier than normal because I'll be dropping, and in case you missed it, guys, the schedule's out for the week. We will rock TDC today, of course, tomorrow and Thursday, right? Uh, Wednesday, the podcast will drop. And also on Wednesday, we will do a Twitter Spaces live from the car, 4 o'clock as we're scheduled to do that. Um, outside of that, of course, Friday's game day. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the content will continue to bleed out the eyeballs. Cocky Twan says, what about the Lenora Sellers kid? Very excited for Lenora Sellers, Cocky Twan. Very excited. Um, you know, we'll see how he does when he gets on campus. And, you know, I'm, I'm someone, Cocky Twan, to me, listen, I, I, I get excited for recruiting. Recruiting's the lifeblood of college football. And you, you see where South Carolina's rated and it's exciting, right? I mean, that's what you build your program on. But I also like. I kind of stay in wait-and-see mode when it comes to recruiting because how many quarterbacks lately have we had come in we're like, this guy's the guy. This is the savior, the, the, this guy. And I think it's just important not to put unfair expectations on a guy like a Lenore Sellers or any quarterback you sign, right? Because, I mean, dude, you think back. Lorenzo Nunez, Brandon McElwain, Ryan Halinski. To this point, Luke Doty. I, I mean, there are guys that, you know, people just anoint as these dudes, and and, I, and I'm probably leaving some off that list, right? People anoint these guys as these dudes, and they set these crazy expectations for these players. And so I don't really think I don't blame the player necessarily, right? But so like Lenora Sellers, like I, I'm not going to be overzealous and overhype and say he's going to win the Heisman, he's going to lead the Gamecocks to the SEC title. Yeah, Connor Mitch is another great, great point. Connor Mitch is definitely another. So I just think it's important to keep realistic expectations, right? I think that, uh, you know, Lenora Sellers has a great opportunity to be a great player, and hopefully Dowell Loggins is the offensive coordinator to, you know, to pull that out of him. So we shall see. Kev Oz H, this is not a replay, my guy. I, I don't, I don't, I don't replay like any old content. If I'm, here's the thing. If I was going to make a two-hour video to play, why wouldn't I just do it live? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm certainly not going to put, I, I don't know, play old content to, I don't know. Who are you talking to, LMAO? I'm talking to Cocky Twan about Lenora Sellers. I don't know who, I don't know. Kavaz H, you're on Twitch, my guy, so you probably aren't seeing all the other comments. We are on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Twitch is not the only platform that we stream this to. So that that's that's probably why you're confused. Um, I see all the questions right here in my little little question box. But no, this this show this show streams live again on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. So most of our comments and our viewership, Kevaz H. And I appreciate my Twitch people. Most people don't tune in on Twitch. Most people tune in on Facebook or YouTube. Um, and that's where our comments really come from. So yeah, if you're, if you're, I always think it's kind of funny. People are telling me like what the, what the, what the, uh, the count is on YouTube, how many are tuned in or how many comments or, yeah, I see it all. You know what I mean? It's all kind of condensed on my end. So yeah, I, I apologize for the confusion there. He's probably, yeah. If you were just on Twitch, you'd probably be like, who in the world, who in the world are you speaking to? Anyways, um, let's see. Again, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. What y'all up to today? Are people in the office? Are y'all chilling? Y'all off? What's going on? Uh, also, guys, you've got until midnight tonight to order your Beamer Ball towels to guarantee by kickoff delivery. If you want your towels and you're not going to be in Jacksonville or you want them ordered or, excuse me, delivered 
early, right? We can take care of that, but the order has to be in by tonight. That's what I'm going to be doing all night tonight is packaging towels. I'll be doing that all night. We're going to ship them bad boys out first thing tomorrow morning, and you guys will have them by Thursday at the latest, at the latest. So, um, let's see. The DGD says, I'm off today. I don't know what to do myself. Yeah, that's why DGD, I was like, dude, I'm going live for sure. Like, I, yeah, just, uh, I mean, I just look at it, I man, it's Monday of game week. You know what I mean? We're back after it. We're getting after it. Um, and I love to do it. So it's game week for you too, my guy. Game week for you too, of course, the playoff. Uh, what, Saturday, right? Saturday, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. And, I, and I've got New Year's Eve plans, going to dinner. So isn't that, is, is that, is that like blasphemy to some people? I'm going to dinner during the, the playoff games. So, we're going to rock New Year's Eve dinner, man. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, anyways, let's see. All right, let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines here. Call from Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Oh, uh, not so much. Uh, yeah, today's my birthday. Well, happy birthday, Hunter. I did not know that, my guy. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I'm getting Older and older. That's, um, that's how time yeah, works. Sure. You're correct. <laughs> no, so what, so what I don't get is, uh, you know how we're uh, two point five underdogs against uh, Notre Dame, and after being two top ten teams and we're right higher, on, how are we still an underdog? Well, I'm not a Vegas sharp, but um, you know, I, I think I, I tell you this: I think the lines are really interesting, and the picks are also very interesting because. Both teams have so many guys out. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I think some of it's got to do with the fact they're Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame, whether you like it or not, Notre Dame gets the benefit of the doubt from people. Uh, maybe they view our last two games as the exception and not the rule. You know what I think's, you know what I think's really interesting, though? Like, taking it beyond just the last two games. I mean, and those are the ones that really yeah. stand out. But you talk about a team that's hot. South Carolina finished the season. They won seven of their last nine games. So, that's pretty impressive when you think of it that way. Seven of your last nine. That is – that's a significant sample size. So, the Gamecocks played, oh, yeah. good, played yeah. good football in the last two-thirds of the season, really. So, um, no, nah, I mean, I, I think when it comes to Notre Dame being favored, it's I, – I just think because they got the gold helmet and they're Notre Dame, and I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, that's it's a crapshoot. I mean, Carolina was a 22-point underdog against Tennessee and a – and a fourteen or sixteen yeah, we, we, against we Clemson, get, so whatever. I mean, it. it we just, we just get uh, disrespected all the time. Like, I I mean, I, I get that. Like, you know, we we were a favorite at that one point. You know, when we're playing Missouri, and clearly that didn't work out too well. So that might be why. But I mean, I don't know. Um, it's gonna definitely feel weird watching the game without all the guys that are out right now. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I. I uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know how exactly Vegas landed on that number. And the interesting thing is that even yeah. with the opt-outs, the number really hasn't moved. So, you know, I uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting number to say the least. I think the total is where you probably look. Because we'll, we'll talk some best bet on the Wednesday show as well. And I think the number is 51 and a half. I, I, you know, I think that's an interesting number, gambling number in the game. But, you know, Vegas, uh, Vegas doesn't build those mansions off of winner's money. So, they, they know what they're doing. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, the Gamecocks can play well as an underdog yet again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll definitely be watching, though. I, I wish I was down there, but 
before I would drop. Well, I mean, I, I would stop going too, but I, mean, I just don't want to drop down there. Yeah. I definitely appreciate it, though. Yeah, Hunter, I appreciate the call, man. Yep. Yep. Thanks so much. And happy birthday, my guy. Happy birthday to Hunter. Y'all wish Hunter a happy birthday. Let's see. My, Michelle says, unfortunately for me, I'm finally getting home to Vegas from spending three weeks in Jacksonville. I head back out to Mississippi tomorrow. As always, I'll rent the Gamecocks at the poker table. I have a car protector with our logos on it. Love that. Love that, Michelle. Best of luck. Uh, Jeff Gullard, speaking of Mizzou, how have we lost to Eli four times? Yeah, we've lost four in a row to Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, we've lost four in a row to Drinkwitz because 2019, we lost to Appalachian State when he was the head coach. So, you know, I mean, I I, 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 I tweeted it over the weekend, Jeff, and, and people were like, well, no, duh. But the point I was making is that the Missouri game and the Missouri streak has turned into what the Kentucky streak was, right? Every year you come into the season, and people got so sick of the Kentucky game being like the must-win game. But the reality was, if South Carolina is going to to beat their chest, is we're we're a real contender. We're we're somebody you got to worry about. You would look and say, you can't even beat Kentucky. All due respect to the Wildcats, but like, how in the world do you think you can challenge with the Georgias and the Tennessees and the Floridas when you can't even beat Kentucky? And so now you go into next year, you go into next year, and it's like you're doing all these great things but you're not going to be able to ascend and take the next step as a program if you can't beat Missouri. A Missouri team that it's not like even, you know, give Kentucky credit. They've had a great run. Their program has been doing very well. Missouri hadn't even good. Missouri's been a painfully average football team. And you still find a way to lose to them year in and year out. It's, 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 it's inexcusable. It's got to change. It has to change. All right, let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from Matthew. Matthew, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, yep, and happy late Merry Christmas. But um, anywho, yes, you are totally right. I mean, Carolina will not be able to beat the Kentuckys and the Missouris of the world in the future to come. So that means y'all definitely aren't going to compete with the Georgias of the world. You have a great day. Appreciate it, Matthew. That was some high-level analysis there, for sure. Our, our resident Georgia slapdick calling in. Thank you, sir. Um. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, it's it's wild to think that Carolina went 8-4 and four losing to Missouri. It is. It's wild, but you found a way. You found a way. So, uh, guys, posted this stat this morning, and, <clears throat> you know, I, I wonder – I wonder, I think everybody tuned in here. Sorry, DGD. Slapdick's a slapdick. I know he doesn't reflect the whole Georgia fan base, but a slapdick's a slapdick, my guy. I'm going to call a slapdick a slapdick on this show. You know that. But, uh, you know, I think it's interesting the bowl games don't matter crowd. That's such a that's such an interesting concept, right? That, well, this this game doesn't matter. Bowl game. Like, what happened to, like, every time you put on the uniform, it matters? What happened to every time you put on the logo, it matters? I can't imagine playing in a game and feeling like it didn't matter. Like, winning and losing still matters. I don't care if it's for the playoff. I don't like that. That's, again, that's where you lose me. That's where you lose me when you start talking about 
the expanded playoffs going to kill the regular season and the games don't matter. To who? Who do they not matter to? Who do the games not matter to? Who doesn't like winning? So, like, when you say that a bowl game doesn't matter, I, I adamantly disagree. And, you, I, dude, there's no Gamecock fan on the planet Earth who should be able to sit here and say bowl games don't matter after what the Mayo Bowl did for Carolina last season. The momentum and the energy that you came into the offseason with and then this season with, a lot of that stemmed from beating UNC in the, in the manner in which you did it. So to say bowl games don't matter, and then you look at the historical aspect, guys. The Gamecocks didn't win their first bowl game until 1995. That wasn't that long ago. That was not that long ago. Having their greatest stretch, South Carolina is in bowl games, over the last decade, Gamecocks are 6-2 and two in their last eight bowl games. That's starting in 2010. So since 2010, 6-2 in your last eight bowl games. Guys, this is a program that, as we pull it up here, the Gamecocks, right? When you look at bowl games, I believe they've only been to 20, 24? 24 bowl games, 10 and 14. So the Gamecocks have hit double digits in bowl wins. I was mistaken when I spoke previously on that. But still, 24 bowl games, 10 and 14 in bowls. Winning a bowl game is still a big deal. Adding the trophy case is still a big deal. Winning the Gator Bowl would be a very big deal. Beating Notre Dame to do so would be a very big deal. Miss me with the bowl games don't matter BS. Anytime you put on the logo, anytime you put on the jersey, it matters. Anytime you are representing the University of South Carolina, you're representing yourself, you're representing the state of South Carolina, it matters. I, I just don't buy the whole, the games don't matter. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. The game absolutely matters. Winning matters. If winning doesn't matter, cut off the scoreboard. But it does. It does matter. Let's see. Jeff Gullage, it doesn't matter to the fans whose team either isn't in a bowl game or their team lost the bowl game. Yeah, that's kind of the funny thing, right? It's like if your team loses a bowl game, well, they don't matter. If you win the bowl game, it means everything. But I, I just go back to what Steve Spurrier used to say that, you know, if you can win your last game, that's a huge deal. You can win your last game. You know, you set yourself up. It makes, it makes workouts better. It makes spring ball better. It makes summer workouts better. It makes media days better. It makes fall camp better. Everything is better when you win your last game. Everything's better. And guys, South Carolina, oh, by the way, another historical aspect, the Gamecocks have only won nine or more games seven times in their history. You think winning that game against Notre Dame Friday wouldn't be a big deal? It'd be a massive deal. Again, 24 bowl games all time you've been to. 10 and 14 in bowl games. Winning a bowl game is still a very big deal. But you could reach nine wins for only the eighth time in school history. Nine or more wins in a season. Only happens seven times. It'd be a very big deal to win this ball game. 
The bowl games don't matter, crowd. Miss me with that. Miss me with that. So, it'll make, hey, listen, that Irish pack's still going to smoke either way. Shout out my guys over at Carolina Cigars, and let me remind you, the tailgate with Carolina Cigars on Friday, right? The tailgate with Carolina Cigars on Friday. Very excited for it. We'll have Irish packs on sale. That Irish pack will smoke either way, but that Irish pack tastes a lot better. That Irish pack will taste a lot better if we can get the dub. That's a fact. That is a fact. Travi said that's another pathetic stat. However, we are still cocky. Indeed, we just stay cocky. Mayhem Matthew. Good afternoon, Slapdick. Appreciate you tuning in. Slapdicks. Slapdicks everywhere. Love it. Love the Slapdicks tuning in. Love that. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Tell you what, it was cold over this weekend. It was cold. Man, it was cold. I am very excited to enjoy some Jacksonville weather. By the way, we've got our homie in the Big Cock Club Discord. I, Jump, I believe it's Jump. I need Jump's recommendation on... I need Jump's recommendation for a good beach to go to. I'm trying to hit the beach Thursday. Just for a little bit. Trying to hit the beach, chill. Babes and waves. Something is funny to babes and waves. I don't know. Bowl season continues today. What do we got? New Mexico State and somebody. Let's see. Let's see. Today we've got a 2.30 kick. New Mexico State and Bowling Green. 2.30 kick on ESPN. The, the bowl games really start getting good this week. Let's see. The SEC is back in action. Coastal Carolina plays this week. Some really fun games. All right. Let's get back to the calls. Call from Evelyn to accept press. What's going on? How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. What's going on? I hate to um, bother you during the holidays, but I was just wondering if there's any way you could give me Jocelyn. I have her email and I have her groomy and I'm, I've been trying to contact her since November 24th about a package and she just is like not responding to me at all. And it was for my friends, but mm. they're not no longer going to USC. So I yeah. just need to talk to her about like, my Yeah, so it's it's going to yeah. be made by at gmail.com. I will shoot you a text with the email. That's uh, I know her email has been messing up. So I will get you that information okay. over. We're actually, it's funny, we're actually on our live show right now. So um, I will oh, shoot you. No, you're good. No, you're good. I will shoot you over that email. I apologize for, uh, I apologize for that, that confusion there. So. You're fine, darling. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Love it. 
I love when people call in and don't realize. They don't realize we're on the live show. They just have no idea. I didn't know what – I didn't know where that call was going. So, yeah, for some reason, guys, if for some reason you have not received your Made by Jocelyn TSUS collab stuff, please let me know. And I will have, at this point, probably Jocelyn refund you. So, I will have Jocelyn refund you. So, anyways, let's see. Get this email over. There we go. All right, cool. Jeff Gullage, outside of our game, what game are you looking forward to watching? Um, hmm. I would say, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to watching Tennessee and Clemson, dude, for sure. I mean, that's how can you not be? Like, there would be no better day, obviously, than us win at three thirty. Because they play right after us, right? I mean, it's it's pretty much right after us. Let me say this. Is there any game that I am just like just like blocking my schedule off to watch? Mm, I mean, not in particular. Let's see. We've got our game at 3.30 on Friday. I mean, Tennessee and Clemsucks play at 8. So, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be watching that. New Year's Eve, um, I mean, I'll watch as much of the playoff as I can, but I, I'm not going to sit down and block my schedule. Like I said, guys, New Year's Eve at like actually like 8 o'clock when Georgia and Ohio State kick off. I'm actually going to dinner for New Year's Eve. So, um, I don't know. I mean, guys, I'll tell you this. I've reached a point, or I'm at a point. I've been at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm at, I've been at this point where, like, for me, I like watching the games. I watch the SEC and all that stuff, but, like, if I'm not creating content around it, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm not, like, blocking everything out to watch a game. Does that make sense? Like, it's just for me, it's just turning, like, I invest everything into South Carolina. So, it's like, I, I'm not, I'm not blocking out the rest of life, the rest of the world to, to watch a game that's, like, it's not even my team. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I'm going to try to catch as many of them as I can, if possible, and, yeah. How about this, by the way? Uh, Gamecocks women's basketball begins conference play Thursday. They take on Texas A&M. So, we do have some basketball this week. Gamecocks are at the CLA, and that's Thursday at 7 p.m. And then the poor men's team. The poor men's team is going to be completely forgotten this week because they take on, and it's actually, I, I, maybe I'll stand correct, they take on Eastern Michigan at the CLA on Friday. So, we got... Football at 3.30, and we got basketball at 7. Now, I will tell you this, Wednesday podcast is going to be just a full breakdown of football, guys. I'm just not even going to – well, maybe I'll highlight it. I don't know. Maybe I'll highlight it. But it's going to be a, a very thorough, in-depth football breakdown. Might even have a special guest with us. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We might have a special guest with us. So, um, anyways, guys, Baby Wave says the Jacksonville Pier pops off. Okay, okay. Trung Fun, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Some of the comments just. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Kind of a chill day today. We're rocking. We're rolling. We're we're hanging out, having us a good time. Looking forward to getting down to Jacksonville, guys. Again, I will head down on Wednesday. We'll head down Wednesday, get there about 5 or 6 o'clock. Um, again, Twitter spaces <clears throat> will be at 4 o'clock while we're in the car. 
and we'll be down there till Saturday. So Thursday, looking forward to having a day. We'll do the the we'll do TDC live from the Airbnb. Uh, Going to enjoy the beach. Might even hit the pep rally. I think that's in the plan. Thursday afternoon, and then of course Friday's game day. We'll be out at the tailgate at eleven o'clock. Looking forward to everything, and uh, yeah, excited, excited to get down to Jacksonville and see a bunch of great Gamecocks. And I know Jacksonville is going to be painted garnet and black. Going to be absolutely painted garnet and black. I'll be interested to see if uh, I'll be interested to see if uh, Shane Beamer has a presser this week. I'll be really curious to see if he speaks tomorrow as normal or if he's I don't know I don't know DGD. Where do you stand with the SEC's performance thus far in bowl season? How many how many teams? Have, I mean, who's played Florida and Mizzou? Is that it? I mean, I loved seeing both of them get smacked. I really did. DGD. I'm I'm not a conference pride guy I'm, I'm the furthest thing from that i mean i, I hope georgia loses I, I do so sorry about it my guy but yeah i uh yeah <laughs> i mean obviously i'm pulling for tennessee to beat clemson outside of that i don't really give a damn if any of the other sec teams win it doesn't really matter to me at all <clears throat> does not move it i'd actually probably prefer they lose i'd actually probably prefer they lose the less momentum for them the better kind of the way I look at it. The less momentum for them, the better. So, Guys, you you look at this depth chart, by the way. This depth chart looks wild. You got Byron Thomas Jr. and Hot Rod Fenton on the edge because Gilbert Edmonds is no longer there. MJ Webb and Tonka Hemingway are your starting two tackles with TJ Sanders and Alex Huntley backing them up. The linebacker situation looks the same, right? Mm. Jordan Birch at the other edge, by the way. So, you've then got, you know, again, linebackers look normal. Your Mike and your Will. DQ Smith at the nickel, which is normal. Uh, your two corners are Marcellus Dial and O'Donnell Fortune, right? So, you got DQ Smith in both, starting at both the free safety and the nickel spot on the depth chart. So you're probably going to see a lot of B.J. Gibson. You're going to see probably some Keenan Nelson Jr. Might even see some Anthony Rose. You got Kawan Banks on the two deep. You got Peyton Williams on the two deep. Of course, Nicky Mawari is at safety. But, uh, yeah. By the way, I've been getting this question for some reason. I don't know why. But about Marshawn Lloyd, is he – is is there still any conversation? He might come back. Guys, based off of what – I'm hearing that combo's dead. I, I don't think Marshawn Lloyd is is back in a Gamecocks uniform, and I've I've spoken on it already, and I'm not really going to dive into it. I don't I don't think it's you know I don't think there's any realistic uh, combo behind it. I have gotten that comment a couple times, actually in the last 24 hours, and <clears throat> I would say no, I, I'm not hearing anything real, anything with any you know basis that would tell us that. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd is pondering any sort of return. So, anyways, um, yeah, I think DQ Smith will play a lot. Yeah, I don't think Josh Van's going to play either. I don't think Josh Van's playing. I think my understanding is he is indeed out. He is indeed out for the game. 
Again, guys, hey, appreciate you all tuning in. This is this is an exciting week for many reasons, right? We, we've got the game on Friday, of course. We're heading down to Jacksonville Wednesday. we got New Year's Eve on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we'll begin to, to look back on the year that was, right? 2022, and what a year. <laughs> what a year for, for many different reasons, um, both personal, professional. You know, I, I, I – just an incredible year. I mean, many, many – Many great accomplishments, you know, some adversity as well. A lot of growth, a lot of growth on the personal side for yours truly. And um, I'm truly grateful for all of it, man. It's, 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 it's all necessary. It was all necessary and it continues to be necessary. And um, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it sounds corny or cliche, but it's not. It's just the truth that what's so exciting is every next year is our best year. And so I'm, I'm very pumped looking ahead to 2023 and what we've got in store, what we've got lined up, and uh, just very excited. Very, very, very excited to continue embarking on this journey with you all. And who, who knows? You know, who knows how much different things will look. I mean, I, I think the uncertainty, the uncertainty is the fun in it, guys. The uncertainty is the fun in it. You know, again, that's that's why I go back to, when people ask me about these these five year plans, and certainly again as we get to New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, I will I will I will goal set right. And I'll write in my journal and uh, you know set micro goals and macro goals, and, and those are things that are important to me. But I I just I don't know. I'm I'm not a five year plan guy. Again, I I believe in implementing systems that will accomplish all of my goals and my dreams and my pursuits versus having these hard set goals to where I don't allow myself to pivot. You know what I mean? I think the ability to pivot and changing your mind is a superpower. It's not a weakness. It's a superpower that you have the ability to change your mind and to pivot and go a different direction. So very excited for that. And that's something I'll talk a little bit more as we get closer to New Year's Eve. And we really sit down and we make it a point of emphasis to reflect and to, um, to look back on the year that was. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, though, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crush. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Let me just say this, guys, um, and I know I've voiced it a lot, but I want to do so yet again. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You know, here on this Monday, December the 26th, you guys could be doing anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally doing anything. I know most of you have probably got the day off. And, uh, you know, there's so many of you right now. we got a great crowd, great audience, uh, all things considered. Again, I, I just, I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You know, I, I don't take it for granted that people make this show a part of their daily routine. They make our content a part of their daily routine. And, and that's something that, again, I, I just will never – It'll never get old, and I'll never take it for granted. I mean, I, I think back to the beginning, and I, I've talked about this before, but I mean, I remember getting – I literally remember sitting there seeing 100 downloads on a podcast and, you know, just being shook, you know what I mean? I thought that was so cool. I remember the first time we hit 1,000 downloads on a podcast. It was um, – what was it? End of January, beginning of February 2018. That's when I had Steven Garcia on for the very first time. And, uh, you know, I, I'm still grateful to Steven to this day for taking the time to chat and – um, you know, that was a huge boost. That was a huge boost in the history of my business. And, um, you know, such a great conversation. And, you know, that was the first time we were at a thousand downloads, right? 
that was the first time we were at a thousand downloads on our show. And that was just unbelievable. You know what I mean? I, I, I remember guys, I remember looking all the way back. I remember when we hit a thousand followers on Twitter and that was at that time, I literally bought a bottle of champagne for hitting a thousand followers on. That was such a big deal to me. That was such a big deal. Like a thousand felt like so many. And for, you know, for the common person, a thousand followers is a lot, you know, it it, it is a lot. It's a lot of people. Um, So it's just been, it's been a hell of a journey, man. It's been a hell of a journey. Uh, Somebody asked about Jalen on the depth chart. Yeah. Jalen Brooks. I, I, well, I'll tell you this. Jalen Brooks is practicing. I know Beamer had mentioned that he was dealing with some off-field issues. I, I don't know if that means, you know, he, he's still going through that. I, I don't know exactly what that means, guys. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to what to think about the whole Jalen Brooks deal and what's going on, and you just hope that, you know, you just hope he can play. You just hope he can play, so... Gamecock football just releasing a video. Boys are out at the practice field down in Jacksonville. So, really big. I'm looking forward to getting down there. Broncos have fired their head coach. For those interested in such things. And anyways, we are here. Taking your questions, your comments, and your calls. Anyways, guys, you got till midnight, by the way, to order those towels. If you'd like to order a towel and you don't want to, for whatever reason, buy it at the at the tailgate, you are more than welcome to purchase those online. Um, weather looks great, by the way, for Jacksonville. Wednesday, high of 64, low of 47. Thursday, high of 70, low of 54. And then how about this for Friday, guys? High of 74, low of 62. I mean, just things you love to see. Things that you love, you love to see. So, looking forward to it. Going to be a good time. Going to have great weather and uh, just excited to take it all in with you guys. Going to be a lot of fun. Let's see. Travis says, let's get Landon Sampson in. The freshman should have developed a little bit by now. Yeah, I, I mean... Why not? I mean, I, I still think you got plenty of weapons, Travi, on the outside to where, you know, I'd like to see Sampson in there too, but he doesn't probably have to play. I don't think he has to play. Um, you look at wide receiver, you still got shit. You still got Juice Wells, Xavier Leggett, Amarian Brown, Dak Joyner. Josh Van was listed on the depth chart. Can he go? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, mate, listen, maybe you do see uh maybe you do see a uh a, a Landon Sampson, right? Maybe you do see it. I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a great opportunity for young guys to play, no doubt. Great opportunity for those young guys to play. Chase Floyd, what's up, man? What's going on, Chase? Appreciate you, appreciate you. I, I tell you, too, I wonder... I wonder how long after the bowl game the news will, will you know, we'll be waiting on the news about Spencer Rattler and his future. You know what I mean? 
So I, I just wonder what that's going to be like. And uh, yeah, <laughs> going to be very, very interesting. I mean, that's going to be the, 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 the top thing. I mean, you think about it, guys. Let's say that, uh, you know, let, let's say that uh, we win, right? I mean, the, the, in, in Spencer Rattler's post-game availability, the, like the first thing they're going to ask him about is future. That's the first thing. The first thing, as they should. As they should. By the way, guys, really exciting. We are actually really close to talking baseball, right? Just looking at the calendar for January. We will probably not the second week, probably the third week of January. That's when we'll start talking. We'll start talking count of baseball. So, um, of course, you know, we're going to continue to talk. We're going to continue to talk uh, basketball, you know, get into SEC play. Things will heat up every Tuesday, Saturday. Looking forward to it. Um, you know, football never sleeps. Football never stops. So, you know, we'll continue to discuss that. And then you you got signing day, the, the other signing day for, for football in February. But, yeah, we'll start talking Yardcocks. And I'm, of course, looking forward to it. Always a good time. And, yeah. Jimmy Clark, hope you had a great Christmas holiday. Jimmy, you as well. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Jimmy. Thank you. I did. I'm very blessed, man. I'm very blessed. Um, it was great. You know, I've gotten to a point. I'll tell you this on that note. I, I've just – I've gotten to a point when it comes to Christmas that and just anything in general – I've gotten to a point where I genuinely enjoy giving more than I enjoy receiving. You know, it was, it was, you know, you, you'll hear people say, and this might sound backwards, but giving, um, giving is selfish in a way because it, 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 it makes you feel good to give. It can be a selfish thing in a, in a way. So you have to be very intentional with your giving. You have to be very genuine with your giving and making sure you're giving for the right reasons. But you know, being able to gift my family different things and take care of my family and take care of those close to me, it's, it's, uh, it's a blessing. And it, that's fulfilling in its own right because for so long I wasn't able to, you know. For so long I wasn't able to. And so to be able to give to those around me and take care of those around me, and um, it's truly a blessing and, and something I'm grateful for and don't take for granted. And, uh, yeah, Christmas was incredible. Christmas was incredible, and I hope you enjoyed yours as well. Um, let's see. Craig Godwin, I can already see some fans melting down if Rattler and Wells announce they're leaving. Get prepared. It's a decent possibility. Hope not, though. I mean, Craig, fans are going to melt down no matter what. <laughs> fans are going to melt. It doesn't matter, man. Fans are going to – they're going to they're gonna lose their cool, if you will. So, it's, it's just – it is what it is, my guy. It is what it is. That's what's uh, – that's what kind of makes this thing fun, to be honest with you. That's what makes this thing fun. So, again, guys, appreciate y'all. I'll say this too: what I love about this show, what I love about TDC, because again, I've 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 contemplated before. You know, hey, maybe we should just make this the podcast, but I I, I don't want to do that, and I will not do that because the podcast and this they are so different of entities. They're so different, right? And I I forget. I forget. We went from what? We went from five podcasts. Remember, we used to do five podcasts per week. We went from five podcasts per week to what was it during the offseason? Two, right? And then I think we went to three podcasts per week as we got into football season. We we might, I don't know. We could. We probably could realistically 
scale it back to two shows per week, we probably realistically, and we might do so, because it'd make a lot of sense, right? Like, Monday, you talk everything that happened over the weekend, baseball, basketball, everything in between. Then Thursday, we'll be able to talk about the midweek, look ahead of the weekend. You talk the Tuesday basketball game. And also what it would do, it it actually helped me out a lot because then I wouldn't have to stay up late on a Tuesday night and record the podcast after the basketball game. So we might actually do that. We might actually, the, the show might, the podcast might scale back Monday, Thursday instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, I mean, you're not going to be missing out on really a lot at all. I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, the fact that we have the, we have TDC two hours every single day you know, we're able to fill in the gaps, if you will. But, uh, no, I just I, – I love the fact that we're able to come on this platform, this channel, and like a day like today or when we're over the course of the summer, you know, it's crazy. People ask me, how, how do you have stuff to talk about? I, I think the beauty is when you go into a show and you don't have anything to talk about. And it's like it just organically creates itself. What did I, what did I say, Brennan M? What did I say? that the, the greatest content is born – from unscripted organic conversation that's truly where it's born from you know it's and that's something where I love being busy like I love being in a hustle and bustle of a football season but what I'm really looking forward to doing what I'm really looking forward to doing is slowing down and taking a moment to shut everything off and it will not be an extended time but it'll be enough time because you can't find cre- find creativity, or it's hard to at least, find creativity and inspiration in chaos and being busy, right? Like your mind is constantly going. It's when you slow down and you empty your mind that you're able to, new ideas spring, right? Like for me, guys, I'll tell you this. You know where a lot of my ideas come in the shower? A lot of my ideas sprout up. I mean, all throughout the day, but in the shower, you know, that's a time of present momentness, if you will, being present moment. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to that for sure. Once we get to the bowl game and you know, we'll we'll do our our uh, you know, I I know the, the schedule. I can tell you guys the schedule for next week because this week, of course, no podcast today, podcast Wednesday, nothing on Friday, obviously, because of the game. Right. Next week, Monday, will be our – that's when we'll drop the, the post-game show or the, 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 the reaction show, whatever you want to call it, right? That's, that's when we'll drop the podcast. Um, Wednesday, I'm thinking Wednesday, will probably be our 2022 year in review, right? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll combine – the year in the review and the top five things I'm looking forward to in this calendar. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll combine those two, right? Or we could do that Wednesday, Friday, but either Friday, the sixth or Monday, the ninth, that's when we will drop my way too early predictions for the Gamecocks 2023 football season. Cause it's, ne- it's never too early. To look ahead. A lot of that will probably be based off. I will probably wait to see what Spencer Rattler and Antoine Wells are going to do. Cause obviously their status is going to impact the way we're viewing 2023. Um, yeah, so Jonathan says, hey, Chris, I'm at Palmetto Moon in Somerville. Wanted to buy some of your merch, but the place is completely out. Well, Jonathan, that's a 
great problem that we have. So hopefully, uh, yeah, those guys will be reordering very soon, and I, I will let you guys know when the next drop is happening. But that's uh, that's great news. It's incredible. All right, let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zach Peace Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, great to hear from you, my friend. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. What's going on? Well, I kind of had to spend it in my room by myself because I tested positive for COVID. That's right. You did tell me that, my friend. But how are, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing a little better than earlier uh, than uh, than I was on Friday. That's for sure. Um, I went and got tested twice on Christmas Eve. Eve, I got tested. I went somewhere, got tested, came back positive. Went to the doctor a couple of hours later, got tested again, and came back positive. But my symptoms are not that bad. But I'm doing much better. I got medicine I'm taking. And so I'm doing, I'm doing a little better. Hopefully I get through this by Thursday because Thursday I'll be with uh, Marion R26 and my mother to watch the bowl game and spend New Year's. And I'll be there until the 7th because we're doing Christmas at my brother's house in Duncan on the 7th. So you're doing Christmas on January the 7th? Yes. Okay. It wasn't my idea. I'm just doing what I'm told. No, I, I hear you. I just, you know, hey, you do it when you can, right? Do it when you can. <laughs> but um, I, I'm really excited for Friday, mainly because I would, I, I want to see how um, the guys that are gonna, like the the, the new guys that are gonna be uh, playing in the bowl game. I'm I'm anxious. I'm really excited to see how they take advantage of it, and how they perform and I do believe that 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 this co- that the coaching staff will have them ready to go regardless of who's in there because we'll ha- we've had a month to basically prepare for this so I'm really excited to see how it turns out and I and uh I will definitely give you my prediction probably Wednesday you're going live on Wednesday, right? No, no. So Wednesday, we will not be live. Thursday, I will. Tuesday and Thursday. Wednesday, I'll be on the road to Jacksonville. On Wednesday? Yes. Okay, so Thursday, as usual, as normal, I would, I'll give you my prediction for Friday. Um, but I do think that we can I – do, I do believe that we can beat Notre Dame. I do believe that. Because right now, as you like to as you like to sometimes say, the cocks are hot. Okay, the cocks are hot. We won our last two games of the season. Mm-hmm. We beat Tennessee. We beat Clemson. And I think, and I do, and I truly do believe that we'll take care of business. And I'm really excited for um to see i think they said um what was what's that running back's name number 14 that was supposed to play in the bowl game but lavassier carroll he is out yeah lavassier carroll yeah i was really excited to see how he was going to do and then i saw the post i was like oh crap well this sucks 
but you, we, 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 you gotta have the, you know, the, like, like, like Beamer says, the next man up mentality. If someone can't go, next man up. Let's, mm. let's see what you got. This is your opportunity. How are you gonna? How are you gonna approach it? Are you gonna approach it like I don't give a hoot? I'm gonna give it everything I got, or are you gonna be nervous and scared? And like I've said before, if you play nervous and scared, you're gonna screw up. I hope we play like we don't give a hoot. I tell you that. Not a single hoot given. Yeah. Play like you don't give a hoot. Oh, darn it. All right. Go out there and show Clemson how to beat Notre Dame. All right. That's what you're going to do. All right. Go out there. Show Clemson. Like, this is how you beat Notre Dame right here. Okay. Show Clemson the blueprint to how to how you, how you beat Notre Dame. Because. I honestly was not shocked when Notre Dame beat Clemson. I wasn't shocked at all. Was not shocked. Mm. And in my opinion, I'm getting sick and tired of hearing Dabo Weenie keep saying he keeps saying that they're that they that they, they that they have the underdog mentality. You ain't got no reason no more to have the underdog mentality no more. You have a target on your back. Now. And having a target on your back is not good. Because that means no matter who you're playing against, conference or non-conference, you're going to get their best shot. And at some point, that team that you play is going to beat you into submission and you're going to lose. Indeed. Robbie. And I I think – Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, and I think I do. I do believe Tennessee is going to beat the ever-loving dog doo-doo out of. I do believe Tennessee is going to beat the living dog doo-doo out of Clemson because DJ is overrated. He's trash. Mm-hmm. He's hot garbage. The only reason they won so many games was because of their defense, and their conference is trash. So, indeed, Robbie, great stuff as always, my guy. We got some breaking news I want to get to, so I, I I appreciate you. No problem, no problem. I'm glad you had a great birthday and a great. Thank Christmas. you. I appreciate that, Robbie, sincerely, and I, I loved your Facebook post, my guy. And hopefully, you feel better soon. You're welcome. No problem. And I'm doing my best. I'm doing the best I can to feel better. That's all you can do. So, uh, <laughs> and thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, man. We'll talk again soon, Robbie. For sure. For sure. All right, brother. All right, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis, guys. Breaking news I wanted to get to. I I say breaking news. I guess this came out about 20 minutes ago. But uh, Josh Van is officially, officially out. He did not travel with the team and will miss the bowl game due to an injury. Also, Jalen Brooks is doubtful for the game as he deals with off-field issues so um unfortunate you know it's unfortunate i i think that the the knee issue obviously the knee issue is obviously something that uh you know he he wrecked his knee pretty good against clemson so that's unfortunate and that will put an end to josh van's career so you know sucks 
his his South Carolina career is officially over. And uh, yeah, just something you hate to see. Guys, that being said, hey, let's go ahead and get into a quick break. I'm gonna get that out on social media. Um, in the meantime, I appreciate hearing from you. And on the other side, we'll hear more from you, more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3377. In case you missed it, the big news, Josh Van officially out for the bowl game. Uh, his career effectively comes to an end. So thank you so much, Josh Van, for everything. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate the way it ends, but uh, there you have it. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate how that ends. Um, obviously, that that injury was significant that he suffered in the Clemson-Sucks game, but uh, Gamecocks will have to win it without him. I mean, I, I think most of us – I think most of us expected him – to miss the game, but still, it's just tough. Just tough. It just sucks. So, but it is what it is, and, you know, we'll see if South Carolina can overcome that loss. And I know DGD just asked, are y'all going to be able to field a team? I think so, DGD. I think so. Uh, we're down a lot of guys, though. I don't know. I don't know if – I know Notre Dame is missing guys, too, but I, I don't know. I don't know if they're missing as many as we are. I'll have to do – when we do the deep dive, we'll figure all that out. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. Anyways, got eight four three seven nine zero three three. Would love to hear from you guys. What's on your mind today, my guy? My guy Justin. We might see Landon Sampson. We might. We might see Landon Sampson. We very well might see him. So, and we might. Uh, we might not have a choice. Brandon says Dak Joiner season. Yeah, why not? I mean, dude, I, I say that uh, why not let him run the football. Especially, I mean, we, we, you know, we got questions at running back. Why not? He's obviously a dynamic player. Why not let him tote the rock? Why not let him tote the rock? Let's see. Yeah, that's Jalen Brooks also died. That's just crazy, man. Yeah, you just, you feel you feel for Jalen Brooks. You feel for Jalen Brooks with the off-field issues. I mean, I don't know what they are, but you just feel for when it's something that's not football-related, keeping you from playing. That's <clears throat> that's tough. It's just tough. It's just really, really tough. So I'm already getting – we're already getting uniform questions. What unis will the Gamecocks for? I, guys, I'd imagine – I mean, we're the home team. I'd imagine we're going to go black, garnet, garnet. They are wearing black helmets in practice. I'd imagine black helmets will be the move. I'd imagine black helmets will indeed be the move. So, indeed, indeed. 120 here on this Monday, December the 26th. Guys, what was your uh, what was your favorite thing Santa Claus brought you? I'll tell you this. I loved all of the videos of the kids receiving their tickets to games. And I saw one with, with, uh, with, with some, with a couple of kids receiving, receiving, uh, season tickets. Really cool. Those were really, really cool videos. So yeah, those were really cool videos. Awesome stuff. So,
What was your favorite thing Santa Claus brought you? I, I got a lot of great stuff, I will say. But it's funny how, like, as you as you grow up, right, as you get older, like, your, your, your requests for gifts change so dramatically, right? Like, when you're younger, you want, you know, you want toys and stuff like that. These, like, material items. You get older, you're like, man, I just... Give me, give me a hundred dollar gas card, you know, what I'm saying? stuff like that, like practical life things, right? Give me new bed sheets and a comforter for Christmas. Give me, you know, a, a, a pots and pans set for Christmas, right? Like stuff like that. So it's just, it's kind of funny how that all plays out. Kind of funny. But anyways. Let's see. Yeah, we will, uh, guys. If you not, if you have not joined the Big Cock Club, join today. Patreon.com/slash Big Cock Club. We will be in the hangout tonight, watching some ball, kicking it, talking shop, whatever it might be. And again, I appreciate you all tuning in. You know, I, I think the most intriguing or one of the most intriguing matchups in the Carolina Notre Dame game. I feel pretty confident when it comes to South Carolina offensively, even with Josh Van out. I just really believe in that connection between Spencer Rattler and Antoine Wells. And I think Spencer Rattler's obviously going to have to put the team on his back. But uh, I, I feel confident in that duo, right? But I just wonder what we're going to look like defensively. And I, I understand Notre Dame's missing guys on the offensive side. But it's that matchup between Notre Dame's offense and Carolina's defense. I mean, those two units are just shells of themselves. Like, really, truly shells of themselves so you know what to expect I mean it's it's one of the things that makes that makes bowl season so intriguing and so interesting that you just have no idea you, you don't know how to even pick these games right because this isn't the same team we watched beat Clem sucks this isn't the same team we watched beat Tennessee there's so many different pieces and this isn't the same Notre Dame team that we watched all throughout the season so um I guess which twos and threes are better. That's kind of what bowl season somewhat has turned into. But, you know, back to what I was saying earlier, I would still say the game is massively important. And for those guys taking the field, and I think Robbie Davis made a great point in the sense of, you know, I think one of the intriguing storylines, it's a great opportunity for these young guys. You know what I mean? Like the the stars of Friday, that could be the stars of next season. You know, this could be a great opportunity for a Landon Sampson or a, an Anthony Rose or a Keenan Nelson Jr. or somebody else, you know, to make their mark and, and set the tone for what's to come next year. So, you know, again, it is a great opportunity for these young guys to show up and show out and ball out and and put on and and do it against, again, a national brand like a Notre Dame and, um, you know, carry that momentum into next season. So I, I'm excited to see what new guys get their shot. So I'm excited to see what new guys get their shot. Let's see. Travis said, always concerned about that run D. It's been dog shit for a decade now, to be honest. Oh, my God. Uh, Savannah Webster, Notre Dame's a big run team, especially with the quarterback and Mayer being out, they might run every play. Yeah, true, truly, truly. I mean, it's it's they they will they will struggle to find that balance they had, right? They will struggle to find that balance they had throughout the season. So uh, happy, happy says, wait, I read an article this weekend that suggested Josh Van was on the depth chart. Uh, happy, happy, he was on the depth chart. He was on the depth chart, and then Beamer this morning or today, this afternoon, what have you, 
Uh, Josh Van indeed did not make the trip to Jacksonville. He will not play in the bowl game. So there you go. That's the official word. I, I don't know why they they put Josh Van on the depth chart. I have no idea. I have no idea why. So, so. Let's see. Savannah, yes, the team got into Jacksonville last night. Uh, they practiced there today. Savannah, are you making the trip? I know you're a Tampa Gamecock. Are you making the trip up to Jacksonville? Do we do we have a large contingent of Gamecocks already in Jacksonville? I'm excited, too, because I've never really spent time in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's always a place I just passed through as I was going to Orlando. I've, I've never spent time there so and like I told you guys this will be this will be my first Florida bowl game ever I've been to two bowl games both in Charlotte so I, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to going to a bowl game in Florida gonna be nice and warm too I can't wait for that bro 74 70 70 degrees for a bowl game God oh my I can't wait I cannot wait that's gonna be absolutely incredible be absolutely incredible. Yeah, so excited. So excited. I know that annoys people, though, that the, the, the gamesmanship. The gamesmanship um, that these coaches exert, right, when, when you're, you're putting a guy like a Josh Van on the – on the depth chart, and, like, you know he didn't travel. You know he didn't. Like, obviously you know that. And they're still putting him on the depth chart. It's just like, but, I mean, it is what it is, man. They, 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 I mean, here's the thing. If co coaches, coaches wouldn't say a word, right, if they didn't have to. Yeah, Savannah, we're in Lot J. Lot J outside of the stadium. Lot J. Mm-hmm. John Ember says, Chris, probably stupid question. I know Devonnie's going to the NFL, but he's not playing. John Ember, the only questions that are stupid are those that are not asked. But, uh, yeah, Devonnie Reed is not playing. Yeah. You look at the depth chart, he's not on there. He is taking the time to get ready for the NFL draft. So, Devonnie Reed will not play. Devonnie Reed will not play. And, and you know, I, I spoke on all of it last week, late last week, about opt-outs and, and what have you. And so, I'm not, I'm not going to continue to – Continue to rant on it, but just an interesting move for a guy like Devonnie Reed, who I would imagine needs as much good film as he can possibly get. And I don't say that in a negative way, but it's just reality, you know? So, whatever. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from? Uh, Dalton. <clears throat> Dalton, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Chris? How's it going on uh, this Boxing Day um, game week? Day, uh, yeah, I, guess. I actually did notice that on my uh, on my calendar here. It's Boxing Day, so happy happy uh, happy Boxing Day to you, my friend. I'm doing well. That's good. That's good. Um, I mean, I just wanted to call in because you know, obviously, there's been a lot of opt outs. The depth chart came out, 
yesterday and what we only have like one tight end on the depth chart like mm-hmm. basically the entire team half the team is gone from both rosters and that sort of uh you know brings up a, a question that I have I know that we're tired of like talking about the negatives of of like the modern day you know bowl season type stuff but my question is why are guys like Devonnie Reed and uh, Darius Rush, why are they opting out for the bowl game when they're not even slotted to be, you know, a first, second round pick? Because you would think, you know, like last year, um, who was that DB that got signed as an undrafted free agent to the Steelers that we had? Car- Carlin Splatel? Carlin Splatel? Yeah, he, he played in the bowl game, and he had a pretty good game. So you would think that these guys who – you know, don't have a very high draft grade. Maybe they're not even plotted to go to get drafted. You would think that they would want to have this opportunity to play and and to prove that they should be slotted higher. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll say this because again, I'm I'm pretty. I've got a unique vantage point, being pretty close to the Rush camp, if you will, or at least people that know Darius Rush. And I, I talked about this last week, but. From what I understand, Darius Rush wanted to play in the bowl game. And Rush was advised by all of his people around him to not play because apparently he's going to some NFL workout camp thing on January the 2nd. And he was told he had to be 110% healthy. And so, like, I I guess when it comes to – when it comes to guys not playing – who is mostly to blame? Like, do, do you put any blame on the NFL? Like, do you put any blame on the draft, I, the draft I, I itself? I think I would. Yeah. If they're, I mean, if they're telling guys, point, even if you, it, if you get nicked up at all, like your draft stock plummets. Like, it's just what, – What it feels like to me, though, is that these agents, like, uh, the, I guess the people talking to Darius Rush, like, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily give a damn, you know, how, how high his draft stock is they just want him to be healthy in case they do want to take him in the draft. Right. But they, they don't care whether or not, you know, he proves that he should be slotted higher in this bowl game or he gets more, more game film. You know, I mean, um, that, that's my thing. Like if there are NFL scouts and NFL agents out there telling guys that are, you know, probably borderline seventh round picks, borderline fifth, fourth round picks, like lower, lower down on the totem pole. Um, if they're telling guys that they should not play in the bowl game in case they get injured, that that's dumb, in my opinion, because getting as much tape on film is, is the whole point of having the extra bowl game, the opportunity to do that and prove that you're a big time player, yeah. you know? I mean, I no, listen, I, I agree with you, Dalton. I, I agree with you. And I, I understand life-changing money and a life-changing opportunities on the line. So, like, I see both sides. I talked about this last week, right? Like, I see the business side. I get it. But at the same time, like, I, you're, you're a football player. Like, it's what you do. You don't sit out. You play. Like, that's what you do, you know? So, I, you know, again, I see both sides, and, and I understand that, that guys have to protect themselves. And But to your point, too, like, why is Devonnie Reed not playing in the bowl game? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful at all, but like, let's just call it for what it is. Like, Devonnie Reed is probably not even going to get drafted. Like, what? What is? Why is he sitting out? 
Why is he not playing? Right. If, Why do you he, not want to play? Get drafted. It's if he does get drafted, it, it's most likely going to be you know pick seventh round, low, low down, like a low signing bonus. I get it with guys like you know, let's take uh, Zach Pickens, right? He he's probably slotted, I'd guess somewhere in the third, fourth round, somewhere around there. So third, fourth round money is pretty good money. But if you're if you're slotted to go in the sixth or seventh round or even become an undrafted free agent and hope to get signed that way and you're not putting more, you know, film, like you're not playing in more games so you can get more film out there, it just seems like a, a dumb idea for them to listen to guys telling them not to play, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I – I... You know, I think you just got to view the bowl games as we'll, uh, you know, we'll play with the ones we got and we'll cheer on the 22 that take the field and just kind of go from there, man. I mean, it's, it's, I think, and I think what happened is it's something where, you know, opt outs used to not even be a thing. And then it sort of, you know, came to light and now it's just become accepted, right? It's just a normal thing. I mean, guys playing is, right. is and I mean, guys I'm... playing is almost more news than, than guys not playing, right? Like, oh, it was, it was notable that like, Wow, Juice Wells is playing. Wow, Spencer Rattler's playing. Like that's that's a big deal, you know. It's not like an expectation there. And I play. mean, as as much as as much as I'm excited to you know watch the bowl game, I'm, I'm going to be at work during it, so I'll probably listen to it on the radio. But um, I mean, as much as I'm excited to do that, like you, you remember that video that Shane Beamer put out, you know, before the season this season, where he was talking about how people pay, you know, thousands of dollars every year to go see them play and sit in the nosebleeds and walk three miles. Like I, I just, it's the same thing with the bowl game. It, it's just inconvenient to go to. We have 40,000 people coming out there and it, it just feels like wrong for some of these guys to just say that they're too good to play in the bowl game. That's essentially what it feels like to me. And as, as excited as I am, it, it's hard for me for my excitement level to be like at the top because I know that the best possible roster that could have been on the field, you know, even excluding the transfers are not going to be on the field. You know? So so for you, the opt-outs, they hinder your excitement. That's directly correlated. Like if that, if that 22 that played against Clemson sucks, doesn't play in the bowl game, you're, you're, and I'm not saying you're wrong for it. I'm just, I'm just clarifying what you're saying that you're at your excitement is lessened because those guys are not playing. Yeah, maybe not all of them. Like, I, I get it with Cam Smith. Like, Cam Smith slotted to be a first, first second-round pick. Um, at some point, you know, you already know where you're graded to go. Um, you know, so, so that's life-changing money for him, and it's basically guaranteed. So if he were to get hurt in this bowl game, it would severely – impact that so I get it with with a guy like Cam Smith but there's some guys it just feels like that are opting out just to opt out like just to it, it feels like a slap in the face to the fans like well we don't really give a fuck like you know you're, you're paying all this money to come out here and we're not even going to show up I mean I, I I'll tell you this I, I I respect the opinion for sure I mean it's it's you know it's different for me, obviously, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna create content around it either way. I'm gonna go either way. I, but I I get what I get where you're coming from. I do. I get where you're coming from, and 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know the players are the ones that make up your team, obviously, and so for those guys to not to not be playing and you know, I I get it. I get exactly. I I get what you're saying. I'll put it that way. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, at some point, I I think the playoff expansion will help with that to a certain degree. Now, you know, like you know, a couple of years down the road, could you see? guys opting out for the playoffs that are guaranteed first, second round pick. I don't think that that's out of the question at this point. I mean, a guy I mean, for Ohio State's opted have... out. A guy for a, a, one of that, that receiver for Ohio State's opted out. Now, granted, they said he was, yeah, quote, unquote, injured, dealing with though. injuries. That's, that's a little bit. But some people think that's BS. They think he could, from apparently NFL scouts, that he could play. He, he could definitely play. But I, Yeah, I'm I, sure he could. Yeah, I get I, that's a different scenario. I, the, I get that. This is just the. I mean, we haven't seen mass opt-outs for playoff games yet. But if you expand the field to twelve teams, could you see that? Um, sure, you could. I'm, that's not out of the question for me. But I just think like if money is the only motivator in in this new world of college football, uh, you've got to. If you're going to have all these bowl games, either cut the amount of bowl games that you have down, and pay the players to play in the bowl games and make it a meaningful game for the team to to you know earn the right to play in and earn a reward for playing in or just don't even play a bowl game like that that's my opinion Mm -hmm. because at at this point like yeah we get to see some of the young talent for both teams but it's like that that uh oregon state florida game like the same florida team that put on went on to the field against oregon state was basically just a bunch of scrubs. Like the the entire, you know, two deep for for yeah. Florida was, uh, you know, basically not there. Like the entire regular season was uh, team was not there. So yeah, I mean you know, it, that that's just the things you yeah. have to deal with now. I, I'll say it, it's you know I've seen people say that move the move the window for when the portals open right to after bowl season. And I, I mean, I feel like that makes too much sense, right? Because it, it, I agree with you. Like it, I, I get the NFL, I, I get the future, but it, it feels weird to have players just just voluntarily skipping games. Like, why play the Clemson game? Yeah, but if why, guys, why play the last game? If like, guys know, you know, I mean, if guys know though that they're not gonna that they're gonna transfer, right? You know, mm-hmm. after the season is over, why wouldn't they just say, "I'm opting out." I'm going to enter the transfer portal after the bowl game. Like, it, it does, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, no, know? that's fair. That's fair. If these players truly don't care mm-hmm. and they truly, you know, they, they've got other things that they want to do yeah. more important than the bowl game, then they're not going to play in the bowl game. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. just all about what the players want to do yeah. and whether or not playing in that bowl game matters enough to them to actually show up. And most of the time, for a lot of the players, it doesn't matter enough, yeah. as we're seeing. Yeah. No, hey, listen, that's that's very fair. That's a very fair point. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess Dalton, I would just say to to counter your or to to provide perspective. I mean, again, the Gamecocks, the Gamecocks, the University of South Carolina is playing in a bowl game against Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl, Florida Bowl game. It's going to be warm, three uh, thirty kick. You know, that's enough to get excited. I get where you're coming from. I get where you're – I 110% understand it because it's – it just sucks to go into a game, again, pulling for – and you know in your heart of hearts, it's obviously it's not the best 
possible product we could have fielded. And it won't really matter all that much. And, if and it, it's one it of won't, the... It won't matter all that much if you win, right? Because a win's a win's a win. Who gives a damn? But if you lose, it just kind of sucks. And it's like, we didn't put our best foot forward in this one. That sucks, you know? Well, it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm not showing up, right? I mean, you know, if, if players aren't going to care enough to show up, you know, a lot of them that, again, probably aren't even slotted to be first, second round guaranteed picks, if they don't give a damn to show up, if the transfer portal players don't give a damn to show up, why would I pay hundreds of dollars to go out there and, like, take time off work and inconvenience myself to show up when our team, when a lot of our team doesn't even care, you know? I know the players that are going to be on the field do care, and I obviously I hope they win, but at this point it, it, it would take a lot you know, if there's a bowl game that's inconvenient to get to for me to show up to it, you know? And, hey, that's – listen, again, Unless that's, it's like that's very fair. Six. That's very fair. That's very – I mean, I, I'm not – as a fan, you have a right to do that. Because, I, again, I, and I'm not saying that in saying that you're, you're wrong or anything for that. It's just, you know, fans have the right to do that. I, 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 listen, I think that's fair. If you – you know, I – I think it's fair if you can't blame a fan if they don't want to invest their time, their money, their energy into what's not even going to be the best available product. I, I understand. It. I get it. That's your right. You can do whatever you like. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not – I don't think of you any differently for it. I'll put it that way. I don't think anybody should, but I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, obviously I hope we win, but it, it just sucks that, you know, we're, we're basically going into this game with, like, again, a, a bunch – to unproven guys obviously a lot of talented guys we got in the freshman class are going to be out there and, and I'm hoping they ball out and do something um you know great because we saw that in in the mail bowl last year um with with the carry on joiner and uh Jaheen Bell but yeah I mean you know it, it's just hard to see this as anything other than an exhibition I know a lot of people will say you know, if you think of the bowl game more as an exhibition, as a game that, you know, doesn't really count, then you'll enjoy it more. But yeah. but it's like, you know, at that point, why do we even play in the bowl game? Yeah. If it doesn't really count, it's an exhibition, the whole team isn't showing up, Yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, I hear you, man. Notre Dame's dealing with it too, right? They got a bunch of guys sitting out. So, I mean, it is what it is. We'll see uh, the battle of the backups. We'll see who's better. All right, man. Well, you have a good uh, a good uh, week or, or a good day and a good week, and hopefully we pull out the win this Friday. Absolutely, Dalton. We'll talk soon, my guy. I appreciate you. All right. Bye. Hey, man. Take care. Great stuff from Dalton. And, again, I think a very interesting perspective, guys. We're going to take one final break on the side. We can talk about that. Is your excitement lessened for the game because of top guys sitting out, opting out for the bowl game? All of that, more. Your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in. To the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. I'm excited here on this Monday, man. We're talking ball. We are back. You know, it's 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 nice. The positive or one of the positives of stepping away. You know, I went home for the weekend, obviously. One of the positives of stepping away is I'm reminded, you know, not, you know, not, not that I necessarily need the reminder, but it's good to remind yourself. But 
I'm reminded how much I genuinely do love my routine. I love being in the studio. I, I love my, I love my work. You know, I love the way that I operate and I love my space. You know what I mean? So it's, it's nice to be back and it's great to be back chatting with you. all. I love talking with you all as well. Travis says this, it's a disappointment for sure on the note of guys not playing and the excitement or does it change the bowl game? He says it's a disappointment for sure. But we could still get the victory, only a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Vegas is still expecting a close ball game. And we also get to see some of the guys that haven't played all go prove their worth on the field. The coaches get paid to have our guys ready to focus play. Travi, I, I agree with you. And again, I, I'll i say this. I'm excited no matter what because – and I view it in a different way. I'll be honest with you. I view it in a selfish way. I love creating content. I love what I do. So, right, no matter who's playing, right, the Gamecocks are playing. That's all that matters to me. The Gamecocks are playing. I'm going to cheer on the Gamecocks no matter what. I understand, I understand the perspective that Dalton has. Where, you know, as a fan, he's excited to see the best possible product take the field. And in a game where it feels like guys are not playing, they're opting out, they're saying, inevitably, they're saying, this game doesn't matter enough for me to play in. So a guy like Dalton saying this game doesn't matter enough for me to invest my emotion in, for, for me to invest my money in, me to invest my energy in, my time in, and to go down to Jacksonville. Now, again, I, I'm not saying the way that Dalton feels is right, it's wrong, it's indifferent. It's just the way he feels. It's his perspective. Again, me, I, I, I think you have to, I think you have to go into this one just excited again that the Gamecocks are playing Notre Dame. Whoever suits up and takes the field, so be it. But South Carolina is playing Notre Dame and has the opportunity to win the Gator Bowl, right? So that's what you have to focus on. That's where the focus has to be. I'm excited for the festivities. I'm excited to be in Jacksonville. I'm excited for warm weather. I'm excited for an afternoon kickoff. I'm excited for the tailgate. And I'm also, of course, excited to see what happens on the field of play. I mean, who knows? Who knows? And again, you look at this is an opportunity for these young guys to – you know, use this game as their launching point, right? Use this game as their coming out party. Use this game as, again, an opportunity to set the tone going into 2023. Maybe some guys like Keenan Nelson Jr. Maybe some guys like Landon Sampson, Anthony Rose, a host of others, right? Young guys who have not gotten those opportunities. Maybe it's a it's an opportunity, it's a chance for them to show what they can do. And, you know, if they can do it in a winning effort, have positive performances, maybe that helps boost them up the depth chart and, Again, sets them up for a big 2023. But as I mentioned earlier in the show, winning a bowl game, doesn't matter which bowl game it is, winning a bowl game at the University of South Carolina is still a very big deal. It would be that exclamation point on this 2022 season. And it's something that, of course, beating Notre Dame too, what that would mean, just beating a national brand like that. I'm still excited for the game. I don't care who's playing, who's sitting out, whatever. I'm excited to watch the University of South Carolina Take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And that's it. I'm, I'm very pumped for the game. So, to each their own, though. And I get it. I get it. I do understand it. Luke RJ, what's up, man? What's going on? M. Colt, there's a top golf in Jacksonville. Is that so? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a top golf in Jacksonville. I, I will say this, though. I, I I like top golf. It's a lot of fun, but God, I wouldn't. I, I, this is not cheap. <laughs> Top golf is not cheap. Luke Green got a Beamer Ball shirt for Christmas. Luke, love to hear that, my friend. Thank you. 
Love to hear that. Hunter Kelly, we'll be ranked again if we do win. Hunter, I mean, we're 19th right now. We are ranked. We are already ranked. If we win, we will definitely still be ranked. Yes. Yes, we'll be ranked. So, Luke RJ, new players getting to play 2023 preview. Let's go. Can't be more excited. I hear you, man. Again, it's, it's uh, you know, you get, you get a look. I, I'll tell you this, though. I'll be transparent with you. I would be a lot less excited. Like, I'd still be intrigued. I'd be, I'd be, I'd still be excited, but I'd be really disappointed if Spencer Rattler wasn't playing. I'd be really disappointed. So, thank goodness our quarterback is leading the way. Thank goodness our quarterback is playing in the game. And, um, yeah, so I'm excited for that, but, yeah. Richard, going to be interesting to see how they work around the tight end situation. Yeah, Nate Atkins, literally the only tight end listed on the depth chart. My question is, what happened to – Xavier Short, you know what I mean? Like, where's he at? Where's he at? I don't know. We'll see. Well, hey, all I know is this. I'm going to cheer on the 22 that trot out there. That's bottom line, and that's it, man. <laughs> I'm a fan of the Gamecocks. It don't matter who's wearing the jersey. I'm a fan of the Gamecocks. So, uh, 2.30, there's a bowl game today. 2.30, you got a bowl game. New Mexico State and Bowling Green, for those who are interested in such things. New Mexico State, Bowling Green. Really excited for this cold weather to move out. I'll tell you that. I was looking at the weather in in Greenville the rest of the week. High of 39 today. Thank goodness, though, it's going to start getting back up in the 50s on Wednesday. And I think we'll be back kind of to normal low 60s first week of January. So, yeah, weather's been weather's been crazy. Weather's been crazy. Tyler Noah, if Spencer, in fact, does leave, I still feel like the quarterback room's really deep, and I think we'll be just fine in that department. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, Tyler, I posted that thing in regards to just the amount of quarterbacks you have on your roster and, and how deep the quarterback room is. I mean, you got to – and I'm not saying this to be negative. It's just the reality. You got to think one or two of those guys transferred, right? Like, like there's just – there's no way you're going to go into 2023 – with all seven of those guys on the roster. There's no way. There, there's just no way. Somebody's going to dip, right? And I wouldn't blame them. I, I, I would not blame them. I really wouldn't. It, it would not. I get it, right? Guys want to play. Guys want to play. So, I would totally get it and wish them the best. And But, you know, right now, the way the quarterback room looks, I mean, it's it's as deep as it's, as deep as it's been in quite some time. So, yeah, how could you not be excited for what South Carolina, the options they have under center? So, how could you not be excited, folks? How could you not be excited? Anyways, again, really pumped, guys. You got until midnight tonight to order your Beamer Ball towels to guarantee by kickoff delivery. Um, podcast to return on Wednesday, full game breakdown preview, prediction, everything you can think of on that Wednesday podcast. Really looking forward to it. Excited to do our deep dive on Notre Dame. Uh, Twitter spaces on Wednesday. No TDC, right? We'll be on the road to Jacksonville. But TDC rocking a course today, Tuesday and Thursday. And again, Wednesday podcast and uh, Twitter spaces. Friday, of course, game day. 
And then Saturday, Sunday, we'll kick it. We'll chill with, with New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, all that good stuff. And uh, Monday will be our full game recap, breakdown, all that good stuff on the Monday podcast. So really excited for it. And, of course, we'll, we'll rock TDC as normal that week as well. So really excited for it, guys. I appreciate y'all. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I would just – hey, I'd say this. I'd say this to Dalton, to anybody else who maybe is looking for – looking for – reasons to be excited or like, oh, what? I tell you this, Dalton, to anybody, when we're sitting there in the middle of June and we're watching old games and we're wishing we had Carolina football to watch, keep that perspective in mind. That, 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 that's a reason to be excited. We have a football game to watch on Friday. Like, we have a football game. Because after Friday, there won't be another football game for 270 days or something like that, 200, 220 days, however many long days it is. There won't be a football game for quite a while. So I would say, you know, that's a great reason to enjoy the game. You know, enjoy seeing that block C on the helmet, right? Yeah, so there's a lot of reasons to enjoy it. Lynn Turner wearing my Jocelyn sweatshirt today. Love that. Love that, Lynn. I'm glad that got to you, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. John Edward, all we got is all we need. You're damn right. Hunter Kelly ready for Tennessee to rock. Clem sucks. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think our guys will be excited, Travi. I, I, I think that, I, you know, if we lose, I don't think it's because we're, we're not motivated or we're not excited to play. I, you know, if, if we lose, Notre Dame just beat us, I think. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's kind of the exciting part is not really knowing what to expect, right, from – from both of these teams, because both have a lot of opt-outs. Greg Bedinger in the TDC Question Show says, that's right, Chris. Pull for Carolina no matter what. You're damn right, my guy. We're pulling for the Gamecocks no matter what. That's it. We'll, 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 hey, all we got is all we need. The best 22 will play, and we'll go from there. So, yeah, I'm excited. Pump for it. Pump to get down to, to Jacksonville. Luke RJ, I'm pumped, my guy. I'm pumped. By the way, all my folks in the Big Cock Club, uh, tonight we'll probably do a hangout while I'm packaging up merch. So if y'all want to kick it, we'll probably go, uh, we'll probably kick it and hang out probably around, I don't know, six, seven, probably seven, something like that. So uh, yeah, it'll be a good time, be a fun night. And uh, guys, appreciate you all. We've hit two o'clock. Thank you all so much. If you missed anything from TDC today, you can check it out on the podcast version of the show, which uploads on our TSUS feed on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast. You guys know the drill. Outside of the get that, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.